The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hi, this is Stephanie from Safeway. Exciting news! Safeway, Chevron, and Texaco are offering even more savings at the pump. Now through September 8th, shop at Safeway and redeem up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards at participating Chevron and Texaco stations and at Safeway fuel stations. Shop Safeway this week and earn up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards. This is Stephanie from Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Maximum gas reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is $1 per gallon in a single fill-up, up to 25 gallons for a limited time. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details in-store or at Safeway.com. Hey, this is Jill from the Container Store. Oh. Is there something wrong? I just thought a virtual designer would be a cool robot. I could do a robot voice if that helps. Maybe? Hi, I am Jill. Let's design. Nope, absolutely not. Regular voice, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not good at impressions. Enjoy free virtual in-home closet design and up to 25% off closet systems with the Container Store's custom closet sale. The Container Store, where space comes from. With Bruce Buffer. And now, it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We are it's Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of Busan, South Korea, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. This is No Holes Barred Radio, folks. We talk about everything on It's Time. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, politics, sports, UFC, you name it. And I'm here with my co-host, TJ DeSantis. TJ, how are you? I'm great, Buff. Uh, recovering from a busy, uh, fight-filled weekend. Uh, don't I know what that was like? It was busy for us all, and it was busy for one of the busiest men and men, rather, in MMA. One of the men that is the consummate professional. God knows the prep work this guy does because he doesn't stop talking for six to eight hours. None other than John Anik. John, my brother, the man. How are you? Oh, I am doing well. Isn't it obnoxious, right, just talking for eight hours? I mean, that's what I find myself at the bar after the fight saying to people, like, <laughs> how annoying must I sound after eight hours? But uh, another one in the can, Brucey. It's off to Busan, you know? Yeah, it's in the can. But, you know, it was actually considering the last big show. Not that Busan is not a big show. It's, a, it's an excellent show. There's a lot of excellent fights in the card. We'll discuss that briefly. But with this show, from beginning to end... There was not an off fight the entire night, and it just culminated into three championship fights that were just five-round brawls for it all. I mean, some ending seconds before the fifth round was called to an end. What a night. I don't know how, in the name of gosh, you called some of these fights, John. I mean, you know, with the, when I made the decision for the Jose Aldo-Marlon Marais fight, I'm sure that uh, there was questions on that between the three of you up at the desk. Um you know, Uriah Faber fighting so valiantly in that fight and still wanting to fight again at age 41 and 42 for his birthdays, I read yesterday. I mean, would you say this is one of the best cards of the year, John, overall? Certainly one of the best events of the year. You know, the finishes, obviously, that you had early on. And uh, 
there was a lot of competition for bonus money, right? I don't think Jeff Neal got a bonus and look what he did and how quickly uh, to platinum Mike Perry. So no, it was a great night overall. For me, the night will be remembered for Alexander Volkanovsky as much as anybody else, because I often say the best part of my job is when you see a guy from his UFC debut and bide his time, run through a division and become an undisputed UFC champion for the first time. There's nothing like it. So really happy for him, for Australia, get the jet ready. This means we're going back there at least once in 2020. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, Kamar Usman and Colby Covington, just an epic fight. I, I, you know, it's hard. I don't have the greatest historical framework, as TJ can attest, but I think it's one of the best five fights we've had this year. Oftentimes when I think about a fight of the year, I like title fights. I like 25 minutes. I don't like quick fights, uh, although some certainly can qualify. You know, Nick Diaz, Paul Daly, maybe greatest one round I've ever seen. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is one of the best fights that I've called ever, and certainly in 2019, and, and happy for Kamaru Usman that uh, he could close the chapter the way he wanted to. Very impressed with Kamaru Usman. Um, very exciting. I don't want to hear anybody say that Kamaru's a boring fighter, because he's not. Okay, and, of course, matchups create exciting fights. The matchup with Colby Covington, fighting with a broken or a fractured jaw, whatever. What was it, fractured or broken? Was it uh, finally decided? You know, I, I don't, I guess technically it, it isn't a fracture, but uh, who knows what surgically he'll need or what he's going to need. But I guess at last I heard, they said it was an erroneous report that there was a fracture. Gotcha. Well, either way to even fight with any kind of damage to the jaw with these four ounce gloves, five ounce gloves that they use and going right. at it the way those two went at it. Uh, you know what? I am not a fan of Colby's trash talking. But I am a fan of Colby's fighting, and I do like Colby. I get along great with Colby when I see him. Um, the man's a warrior, and he's a true mixed martial artist in every every definition of the word. That fight was just nonstop, go for it all, you know, uh, pure six. It was just a real pure six, skilled, highly skilled mixed martial arts brawl. Max Holloway, in defeat, a gentleman, classy, great to see. Amanda Nunes still holding on to the GOAT status. I mean, she's just phenomenal. What do you think about the fact that the champion boxer who is just formidable in the sport of boxing, Clarissa Shields in the audience, watching her from the first row, and this talk about the potential of her and, and Amanda going at it, and Clarissa being very respectable about the fact that it would take her six to 12 months to train properly to fight her on an equal ground in the MMA rules in the octagon. John, just a, just a gut feeling. Do you think the two of them will ever meet, whether it's in a, a Zufa boxing event, you know, co-promoted with the boxing people she's behind, or in an MMA event? What's your, what's your gut feeling on that? Well, six to 12 months sounds awfully ambitious. I mean, I can see TJ rolling his eyes from here in yeah. terms of her mixed martial arts preparation, right? right? Oh, I mean, But in yeah. a boxing setting, right, TJ? I mean, there's just no way. Uh, as far as the boxing world is concerned, I love that Amanda shot it down pretty quickly. It's sort of an interesting juxtaposition for me because I used to be a boxing journalist who was very protective of boxing. And right. now I'm an MMA commentator that's very protective of mixed martial arts. And I love the fact that Amanda has next to no interest, despite the dollar signs, to engage her in the boxing realm. Amanda's got uh, a legacy to continue to build. She's Her whole goal, right, and we sat down with her on Thursday, and I hope this isn't lost on on the average UFC fan. Amanda Nunez's entire goal is to distance herself to such an extent as the greatest of all time that when mm -hmm. she retires, 
there won't be another goat, right? Because everything out of Jermaine Durandamy's mouth last week was, you know, when Amanda and I have feet up in retirement, there will be another greatest of all time. And Amanda was like, no, there won't, because I'm not going to lose. And then the conversation will be closed, right? So Nunez has business to attend to. Uh, and thankfully, it's in the UFC. Can I just jump in real quick? If we're going to talk about boxing super fights and whatnot going forward, it seems like we're going to. It's here for the long haul. Can we just really only entertain the idea of these happening if it's a one-and-one, one in boxing, one in MMA? I I have no interest in just seeing an MMA guy going over and trying to hold their own or – you know, being carried, if you will, by a boxer to make it interesting and, and vice versa. Like, if we're going to see these people square off, like, I want to see both of them have the opportunity to shine in their worlds or at least come up with some sort of hybrid rule set. Everything else, it just it's pointless to even right. talk about. I, I, yeah, agree. I agree with that. I agree. Yeah. I, I, it's, I just, it's all, it's all about... Shields, though, does she... Does she have any uh, wrestling credentials credentials in her lifetime? Has she ever had to stuff a takedown in any setting before? Not that I'm aware of, no. No, not that. She's pure boxer, and, you know, she was very open about it. In boxing, there's a left hand and the right hand, and she said with the knees and everything else, it's something that she definitely had to train for, and in so many words she was saying out of respect to fighting a great champion like Amanda Nunes, she needs to train and be able to handle the sprawl, be able to handle the takedown and all that. And and let's just face it, it's like we said earlier, six, 12 months, really? We all know how long that can take. But as a boxer, if you can't, if you can't stuff a takedown, if you can't do a sprawl, you're in for a short night unless you can clock them coming in. It's there, as there, simple as that. There's not enough time for Shields to prepare for an MMA fight with Amanda Nunes and, and vice versa for Amanda boxing. Like, it, it just... It doesn't exist. Like, I'm 36 years old. I know that no matter how hard I go, you know, training and preparing for, you know, say a, a home run hitting contest, I'm just never going to develop those skills. You're too, too late in life. Right. Like, it, 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 I get it. It's combat sports. It's a spectacle. But uh, it's just, it's not possible. It's not doable. I, I wouldn't mind a, a boxing match that would allow these ladies to really work in the clinch. Maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, you know, a kickboxing match. Maybe it is just straight hands, but well, let's make the rule. No breaking from the clinch. It, you know, this is the way I look at it. I want to get to some football talk here. Bottom line, Connor and Mayweather went at it. Okay, the big paydays were made. It was a boxing event. Tyson Fury goes out there, does a video of him throwing some knees into a pad. You know, a big man looking good, throwing a knee. Uh, can definitely box. Can he handle a heavyweight in the UFC and MMA rules only? That's up for question and very, very questionable. Uh, then you get down to Clarissa Shields and what we're discussing here. It's either boxing or it's MMA. I personally don't want to see hybrid rules. It's got to be one or the other. I see them as one-off fights. I see them as money grabs. And again, I use that term money grabs because, again, it's all about money. It's all about what's going to produce the most income. Mayweather's not interested in Connor. Maybe there's interest in Khabib. Mayweather's not interested in MMA, but he's interested in boxing. Who knows what's going to happen? But the, since the Mayweather-McGregor fight, happened it showed that these fights can be made so it's all going to be a bunch of talk and headlines and people staying relevant until something is booked and let's see what happens with sufa boxing and where it's going to go and if there are going to be boxing fights next year because from all the scuttlebutt i hear dana's willing to put big money out there to see if fights can happen whether it's a joshua or whether it's a tyson fury or whether it's whatever it's all talk to me at this point so it's going to be fact when it happens. Until then, it's pure conjecture. And that's how I look at it. I like it, Buff. And, and as long as Bruce Buffer's on the mic, 
You know, <laughs> and if it's not Michael Buffer, you take my money, you know? Whoa! <laughs> okay. no, I'm, no, I'm just saying I would love to see you get a crossover boxing opportunity for a big fight like that because of what you bring to an event. That's all I'm saying. No, I, I know. I know you're saying that. Listen, I enjoy boxing. I love Michael I, Buffer, you know? I know. I love him, too, for obvious reasons. My brother, I love him dearly. But I'm with you all the way, John. I know. And I enjoy boxing. I The one problem I have with boxing, John, the way I announce and I have done full HBO boxing shows amongst a number of undercards in past years, you know, for many years ago, the way I move, they better only have, you know how many, in a boxing ring, John, do you realize how many people get in that boxing ring? Everybody wants their face on the screen. Oh, that's so, one thing. I, yeah. Someone's getting spinning back fist by accident yeah. if Buffer's in a boxing ring with all those people. Yeah, either that well, or I he become... Buff's got to adjust his style for that <laughs> boxing ring, you know, I... with all those bodies around. I mean... Hey, I adjusted it Saturday night with all those commissioners in there wondering if Colby and uh, and Kamaru were going to be like Connor and, you know, uh, uh, Habib. You know, they basically... I, I looked at the, all those commissioners <laughs> that were standing in the center of the octagon. I looked at them and I made my arm and I waved it to the left like, guys, can you move over a couple feet? <laughs> Give me some room. Yeah, a man's yeah, got to do not, a 180. Yeah. Right. I mean, I gotta, have you not have you not seen what I'm capable of? Yeah, really. You want some of this shit? Go for it. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Let's get over to football. John, I am so sorry. I don't know if you heard the news. I'm sure you already heard the news. Tom Brady, for the first time since 2008, is not going to the Pro Bowl. For the first time. That's crazy. Maybe it's not crazy. I don't know. You know his stats. You know the way he's been playing. Okay, they're eleven and three this season. Uh, he has an eighty-six point five quarterback rating. Should Tom Brady be in the Pro Bowl, John? Oh gosh, I mean, you're just setting me up, right? I mean, people in New England just are focused on Pro Bowls. They're focused on Super Bowls, right? I mean, right, 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 right. In my in my wheelhouse, but. Uh, it's a different team, right? It's a team that is winning by running the football and having the best defense or 1A in the league, and that's the way they're going to win. That's the way they won when Tom Brady's era was just beginning, 2001, and it's the way that this team needs to win. Uh, I do think that progressively their passing game will get better as the year goes on, but uh, the Pro Bowl, right? I mean, I don't know that it resonates with anyone, never mind people in New England right now, right? And whatever what ends up happening to Lamar Jackson, obviously, who is going to be in the Pro Bowl, rightfully so. He's the front runner for NFL MVP. Uh, he probably won't even be playing in the Pro Bowl because he'll be playing in the Super Bowl, you know? So um, I don't think Brady's worried about it. Uh, I think they are worried about the passing game in its current state, but hopefully uh, they have enough time to uh, make some tweaks and, and peak at the right time, not unlike a fighter, you know? Exactly. And it all comes down to the end of the season. We've got two games left in the regular season. Uh, the 49ers are in, the Vikings are in, the wild card standings. you got the Rams vying for a spot, the Bears, my Eagles are vying for a spot. they got a big game this weekend facing against the Dallas Cowboys, which in their division, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're tied. If I'm not mistaken in their in their record, this is a big game this weekend to see who's going to claim that division. But either team, if they win that division, I don't know how far they go in the playoffs. And I'm talking very respectful about my Eagles, who I love to death. But geez, they've been having problems this season without career. I mean, they got practice squad on the on the field, and good for the practice squad players that made it. But they got to shine and they got to show. John, who who do you predict is going to be in the Super Bowl? Taking emotion aside and your love of the Pats, who's going to be in the Super Bowl? Who would you like to see? 
the way it's going right now. Well, I, I never predict the Patriots uh, because, right. you know, that's my heart and my head's a different thing. Uh, I think the Ravens are going to be tough to beat. I mean, candidly, I have a four-figure ticket on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, and I'm not very op- optimistic that they'll be able to get out of the AFC. I think the AFC is going to go through Baltimore, and it is absolutely the Ravens to lose. I just think they can beat you in so many different ways on both sides of the ball, on special teams. I think the Ravens rep the AFC. The NFC is wide open, right? And when I say wide open, I'm, I'm not sure it's wide enough to include your Philadelphia Eagles. Carson Wentz, in my mind, has regressed a little bit. Uh, but I do believe that, uh, that the NFC could be San Francisco, certainly could be New Orleans. You know, I'd love to see the Saints break through and try to win another one for my man, D.C. Minnesota, I think, has an outside chance. But uh, I think the NFC will probably be San Francisco or New Orleans. But I do believe the Ravens are going to – are going to hoist Lombardi and so happy for Lamar Jackson. You know, I hate to go too long here, but if you watched him at Louisville, you knew he could throw the football, right? And there was so much noise about positions and could he succeed as an NFL quarterback? I don't know. I've never felt so good about a guy coming out of college that he could succeed despite, you know, some of the naysayers. So happy for Lamar Jackson. And, and if it can't be the Patriots, uh, I think the Ravens got a pretty good team and and probably can run the table. Spoiler alert. It won't be the Vikings. Just, no, it won't be. It will not. That's not even a spoiler. Hey, alert. man. <laughs> hey, I'm, you know, I, the best player I've seen on the field other than Lamar Jackson this year has been Dalvin Cook. So if he's healthy in a postseason setting, who the fuck knows? As long as he's wearing purple, disappointment will be had by everyone from the Land of Lakes. Uh, as normal. So with that, as normal history. But with that being said, John, I'm with you. Uh, Lamar is amazing. I was telling you, TJ, last week, my brother immediately bought four of his rookie cars when he started taking off. They've already gone up in value like four times, his college jerseys. Of course he uh, did. Of course he did. It, I love it. it. Yeah, yeah, of course he did. I love watching him play. And you know what I like about him, too? You know how I am about athletes being humble and greatness. This kid is so humble and so team-driven. Um, he's He's got like a Tom Brady's quality about him in attitude that I really love and his zest and love for the game. Cause Brady still plays like he's 25 years old or 20 years old. And I love that in players. So with that being said, I'm with you on all that. I know you got to go soon, John. One of the other things I want to talk to you about is the recent, uh, judgment by the MLB major league baseball, removing marijuana from drugs of abuse. And they will now test for opiates, cocaine and stuff like that, which they should, but they're not going to be testing for marijuana. Do you see this rule extending through, to the other three major leagues. We know how it is in the UFC with USADA. Uh, with this being said, prediction, John, are players going to be smoking before they hit that field? you got two questions to answer. Go. Well, I think whether they're tested or not, they're going to be smoking before they hit that field. Absolutely, right? I, I think there are all different types of marijuana testing, right, in terms of the threshold for metabolites and everything else, you know. Um, but... Uh, I think it'd be really hard to hit a baseball freshly stoned. That sounds very difficult. Uh, But no, I mean, I think that it'll be a trickle with the other leagues. You know, I don't think you're going to see wholesale changes across pro sports. You know, you can't smoke weed in Florida at all where I live, right? It's very restrictive and very prohibited. So, Hmm. uh, you know, I I don't think the other leagues are going to follow suit necessarily. I hadn't seen that, but that's, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Be careful out there, guys, you know? Yeah, exactly. It is not a performance enhancer. And you're right. The hardest thing in sports to do is to hit a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. <laughs> Smoke a joint and try to hit that thing, baby. I don't think it's going to happen. No way. Um, anyway, best of luck to him. We'll know who's on the field with big smiles on their faces and hot dogs in their right hand with the glove in the left. We'll figure it all out. You know what I'm saying. 
<laughs> Got the munchies. It's the eighth, the top of the eighth. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Uh, John, one last thing. When Amanda was fighting Amanda Nunes last Saturday, I'm so fascinated by her. She loves to fight, the smile on her face, taking shots, giving shots. Have you ever seen anybody have as much fun as she has in the ring in a five-round war? She's the best. She is just the best. I'm just so happy for her and for Nina. And, and quick anecdote for you on the way out. You know, if you go back and watch her against Holly Holm, the head kick knockout, right, right. before she lands it, right. she smiles. Yep. And she smiles a lot in the octagon, but right before she lands it, she smiles because there was a tell and there was something that they saw on film and it materialized in the octagon and she knew she was going to have an opening for that head kick. And then a moment later, uh, you can see why she smiled because she closed the show with that head kick. So I asked her about it in our fighter meeting on Thursday. And I was like, dude, were you like smiling right before you threw it? And she laughed and, and confirmed that what I saw was exactly the way it went down. And, uh, just a special fighter, special human being. I love that she bought Nina a Mercedes, you know. Love that too. Uh, love just that. All too. good things for, for two good people. You know, what else can you say? I love watching it. I love the whole evolutionary process. It's been wonderful from sleeping on the floor in a dojo to being in a beautiful home and buying her her partner a beautiful Mercedes and loving life and putting her blood, sweat, and tears on the line to get there. Great story. Love it. Love it. And what they're I love be it. moms, you know, hopefully at some yeah. point, you know. Yeah, I can't wait. In the future, so, yeah. So, uh, but, but John, John, one last thing, they do agree. They would fight each other if it ever came down. I mean, isn't that what I heard or am I off? Well, you know why? I mean, think about it, right? They train with each other all the time, right? Nina has sacrificed a ton of her fighting prime to be a body for Amanda. So to, to, for, so, you know, I'm talking seven figures on both sides, potentially or whatever the case would be, you know, Love I mean, it. okay. You know, it's like, I mean, I, I, I don't know about doling out concussive damage to your significant other, but, uh, no, but know, I think, they, I think they I, probably have a good idea of how it would go. You know, so. I think they should fight each other, make seven figures each and buy you and I each a Mercedes. How about that? I'd love it. I would, I would, there love you go. There you, there go. you go. I'm in. <laughs> okay. John, go take care of business. Be with the kids. I wish you the greatest of Christmases, my friend. Love you like a brother. I can't wait to go through 2020 with you and another exciting year with all the great adventures that we experienced during the year together and with our team at the UFC. It's, it's awesome. It really is. But most of all, thank you for your friendship, Chrissy, your loving family, your beautiful children, just the best of holidays, John, the best of holidays to you, sir. Likewise, buddy. I feel the same way. You know, it's, uh, it's an honor to, uh, have you as my road partner, man, seriously. And, uh, wouldn't change a thing, buddy. As Bill Belichick would say, it's on to Las Vegas. Uh, your boy, Conor McGregor here in in less than five weeks. So here we go again. There we go. We'll be right back in Sin City. John, have a great time. Say hi to everybody for me. Love you, bro. Love you, buddy. Thanks, man. See you, Tish. Yep. John Anik. John Anik, one, the only, the man. Um, just a great guy all around. And I, I got to say it again. I've said it before on the show, but I've worked with the best commentators in the business, from Bruce Beck, originally in the UFC, to Mike Goldberg, to many, many others. And the preparation. Hey, hey you're forgetting one. I haven't finished. Okay. I haven't all finished. Right, all right, all right. The preparation that John Anik throws into his work reminds me of other commentators of great skills, and I want to pay you a lot of praise because I've worked with you in EBI. I've worked with you on this show. I've watched all these other events that you've been involved in, Invicta, you name it. And you know what, TJ? 
with the end of the year, you got to really realize that you are one of the best commentators out there. And one of the goals that I would love to see is sometime in the future is when I'm in that octagon and I would, God, I would love to see you on the sidelines right there doing your thing. And you know what? It could happen someday soon. And I'll be the first one to support you all the way when that happens. I appreciate it, Buff. If, if it doesn't happen, uh, that's also fine. I'm very happy to, uh, you know, just be employed and work, and I uh, work for some great organizations. And, and of course, everybody has a UFC dream uh, in mixed martial arts. But uh, as long as the dates keep coming, the checks uh, keep clearing, uh, I'm good wherever I'm at. Cash flow is king, baby. However you get it, as long as you're doing what you love to do, and I know you love what you do. So speaking of loving what you do, let's go into some other stories. Well, we got to take a break because speaking of checks clearing, we got to fit Ooh. in that uh, voiceover spot for ah. Bruce Buffer. I mean, you're looking for a gift, people. Uh, you know what to do. Well, actually, we'll tell you. Uh, we'll be right back, right? Yeah, it's going to be awesome, folks. We have the Christmas special for the audios and videos and championship introductions, and I'm about to tell you how to find them out. It's time for me to record for all the podcast listeners around the world a personalized championship audio or video introduction. Special offers now are available at BruceBuffer.com, plus more personalized audios and videos for all special occasions, such as weddings, birthdays, baby births, podcast intros, special business and corporate events, and much more, as your wish is my command. Check it out. Let me do them for you. Go to BruceBuffer.com and send in your requests now. Hudson family has four kids and two options for a new home. Number one checks a lot of boxes. It's big, close to work. Private tennis court. Number two was kind of cramped, and that old barn was clearly haunted. But it has one gig internet with AT&T fiber, so plenty of bandwidth and unlimited data for us to stream 4K movies while Billy games. Tina video chats, and Andrew and Maddie can do homework. HBO Max. Good point, Ghost. AT&T Fiber comes with HBO Max included. Looks like the Hudsons are bypassing the commuter's paradise to go with one gig internet with AT&T Fiber. And a fun new guest. Get super fast entertainment grade internet with AT&T Fiber. Now with the limited data included. Find out how to get one gig internet for $49.99 a month for a year. Limited availability in select areas. Call 1-877-ONLY-ATT. Download max typically 940 megabits per second. Speeds not guaranteed and vary. $10 per month equipment via applies. Compatible device and online account registration required for HBO Max access. New residential AT&T Fiber customers only. Other charges and restrictions apply. Visit att.com slash att Fiber for details. Where am I? I thought the beer store was on this block. Better check my phone. Hey, Maps, give me directions to the beer store. Your destination is 700 feet ahead on the right. Okay, thank you. But don't settle for any beer this Oktoberfest. Make sure to get Polliner, the number one selling beer at Munich's Oktoberfest. Polliner's beers are the perfect way to bring authentic German celebration into your home. Um, great. That's more information than I needed, but I... And this Oktoberfest, make sure to follow the liter. Excuse me? Follow the liter? No, follow the liter, as in the Polliner liter glass, like they drink in Munich. When you follow the liter across the country and identify the cities where the Polliner liter is at... You you could win Oktoberfest prizes, including a kegerator. Okay, Maps, how do I follow the leader? Check out Polliner USA on Instagram and look for the follow the leader posts. Correct answers in the comments are how you enter. Okay, simple enough. Oh, another question. Is this conversation covered in my data plan? Polliner USA, White Plains, New York. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents 21 or older, excluding West Virginia. Ends 10 24 Void where prohibited. For rules, see polliner.us forward slash rules. Hashtag beer goals. 
And here we are. So now with that being said, and again, thank you all for the audio and video orders coming in. Uh, Kristen and I, every day we've been working on this, we are getting inundated with Christmas gifts for UFC fans around the world. And thank you so much. We're going to get them all done. Just to reiterate, all orders received through BruceBuffer.com by December 20th will be delivered in time for Christmas for your gifts by December 22nd. That is a promise from yours truly. I don't care if I have to work 28 hours a day to finish all the orders coming in. Okay, sports. Boxing star Adrian Broner has been ordered to pay more than $700,000 to a woman who claims that he sexually assaulted her at a nightclub back in 2018. Uh, the woman's name is Catherine Lawson. It's an alias. Uh, she claims she was sitting on a couch when Broner smothered her and shoved his tongue down her throat at a Cleveland nightclub in June 8, 2018. For that alleged assault, which has been proven to be guilty, he is now out of pocket $700,000 thousand plus dollars folks be smart out there that's all i'm gonna say be smart that's not the way to uh not the way to get a kiss right tj not the way to get a kiss no not at all not at all okay now in the 2020 tokyo olympics and this reminds me of a story from the past russia's been banned from the 2020 olympics and the world cup over a doping scandal didn't this happen many, many years ago? I think the swim team or something, but uh, basically the yeah. Russians are out. It, it, I yeah. mean, it takes a while to actually be punished for a lot of these things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, there, there's appeals and investigations, but I think this stems from uh, the film that's on Netflix called Icarus, uh-huh. uh, where they, you know, talk to the chemist uh, who was doing a lot of the stuff for Russia. I may be wrong. Don't quote me on that, but... Uh, yeah. So, I mean, they're out of this Olympics and, and some of the other events that you ha had mentioned, but you know, uh, well, this is common sports now, common sports. And one thing I didn't realize here is I'm going further into the information provided. They were blocked for the 2018 winter Olympics after yeah. a similar doping scandal. You well, know what? It's the same one. It's not a different one. Same, a uh, same one. Okay. Okay. Well, get it, get it together, Russia. Come on now. You guys have incredible athletes over there. The competition is warranted and wanted. It should be in the Olympics. That's all I'm going to say. All I'm going to say. Okay, so they're out, and the Mormons are in. <laughs> TJ, what, what? The, Church of <laughs> the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which is commonly referred to as the Mormon Church, right? There's a recently filed whistleblower complaint. It's accusing the church of stockpiling. $100 billion in accounts that were intended for charitable works, right? But it misled members, and it was done to avoid paying taxes. Um, they filed this complaint with the IRS that billions of dollars have been collected. Mandatory donations were, were made by members. You know, get that, mandatory donations? Come on. I mean, that and sounds they, like a bill. I mean, It sounds like a bill. If exactly. I go to a restaurant and after I eat food... They come over and give me a mandatory donation fee. That that's a bill. That's a check. Well, I'd like to see what kind of checks and salaries and payments the top management or whatever you call them of the Mormon Church are receiving with this, if it's possible to investigate that, if it's shown. But get this, TJ, and the money that they've taken, the billions of dollars they've collected, in 22 years, not a single dollar, according to this thing, has been distributed to charitable causes in accordance with IRS rules. Okay. You play, what happens? You pay, all right? Speaking of paying, Harvey Weinstein's long battle with his accusers, you know, all the, the sexual harassment, the rape charges, and all this horrific stuff this asshole, you know, was accused of doing. And I say asshole because I have some private information, so I'm just going to say 
a-hole, okay, the way it happened. He's reached a tentative $25 million settlement with dozens of his alleged victims, right? The deal was struck on Wednesday. Um, in this case, the, as quoted, disgraced studio mogul will not be required to admit any wrongdoing or pay anything to his accusers himself. Insurance companies representing the Weinstein company will shell out the entire $25 million. More than 30 women accused him in a variety of allegations that we've all, if you pay attention to the news, you've read over the last couple of years, ranging from sexual harassment to rape. Insurance? Insurance is covering it. The alleged victims, actresses, former employees will all share in the payout. Oh 18 God. alleged victims will split 18 alleged victims will split six point two million dollars. No individual will get more than five hundred thousand dollars. What, what kind of insurance is this? I don't know, but like there's business a sep- insurance? Is that what it is? No, there's a certain name for it that you can get, but I mean oh, I so- know that there's policies out there you can get for a million dollars. But to find an insurance company that's going to cover $25 million, if they had that kind of insurance, this is just a guesstimate on my part, an observation. If they had that kind of insurance and they took out that kind of insurance ahead of time of all this, then they knew what was going on. There was a reason they took out that much insurance. Yeah, I mean, can, me? can I get some sort of insurance that will just take care of whatever you know laws and legal action that may be brought against me for being a dummy? Or, a, yeah, I, a, a, I mean, in this case, a terrible human being. But you know what I mean? Like, that, that, that's not a thing. I can't get insurance as a dude for, you know, pay $10 a month. So whenever you get your next speeding ticket, we'll just pay it for you. Like, that's not a thing. There's that, there's that TJ. But, you know, many people out there and celebrities and people in the know, uh, people that are not, not in the know, excuse me, people in the news or people in headlines and as well as people who are not in headlines because of, all this attention to these situations. And believe me, if you do something wrong, you should pay, in my opinion. There is insurance policies available out there in case you're hit with a sexual assault suit or a suit maybe you got enough. There's, there's insurance for everything, TJ. You can go to Lloyd's of London. You read about these things oh, where yeah. actors have insured their legs for, you know, like Kim right. Bassinger insured their legs for a million dollars or $10 million. Those are publicity what I call publicity stunts or me insuring my throat or something like that. You can well, do it. If you want to, if you want to pay a lot of money, right? Sure. You can get I get almost it. any kind of insurance you want. But yeah, I mean, if you come to me and say, Hey, can I take out an insurance policy? Because, you know, I just want to be covered in case I have a whole bunch of, uh, people say that I sexually violated them. Uh, as the insurance company, I'd be like, no, yeah. I mean, Sounds like you, if you worry about that, you're, you're a terrible person. So no, we don't offer uh, the, that policy. I wish that was the case, TJ. I wish that was the case with defense attorneys defending somebody that's so obviously guilty. Okay. But everybody deserves their time in court. As they say, money I, talks, people walk TJ is bottom I, line. I don't have a problem necessarily with defense attorneys because at the end of the day, they even if they know that they're defending someone despicable, they can at least try to manipulate the law. And for the most part, if you're guilty, you're you're not going to get off scot free. What those defense attorneys are doing for the most part are just trying to lessen, you know, the the penalty on whomever they're they're representing. But uh, to insure someone because they feel like they're going to do something that is terrible and disgusting. Uh, I don't know. That's that's just gross. We'll get this too. In the money that's being paid out, 
the alleged victims, uh, 18 alleged victims splitting 6.2 million, you know, getting 500,000 each, shall we say, or up to the separate chunk of 18.5 million that's not been set aside for payments yet is being set aside for those in the class action suit, a uh, class action case and future claimants. So they expect more judgments to come down. So there's an 18.5 million dollar reserve. A, there's yeah. a class action lawsuit against a man sexually abusing people like there's, there's a, a class action lawsuit for like cell phone batteries that don't work or you were uh, price gouged or, you know, a, a car recall. But because hey, someone let, is a deviant. Oh, my God. That, that's crazy let, to me. Let me tell you about class action lawsuits. I don't know if you ever received like a simple three by five oh, card yeah. or five, which says you're part of a class action yeah. lawsuit or this. OK, I've, I've, I've got those two. Right. TJ, about three months ago, I received a check in the mail for over seven thousand dollars. What? Yeah, and it was called my share of a class action lawsuit that had been going on. I've been getting these notices for like five years, right? I don't even remember buying this product. I don't know how they got my name, but somehow I was included in this class action lawsuit. I called my accountant. I said, oh, I got this check. He goes, well, enjoy the check and enjoy paying the taxes on it. But, you know, the bottom line, I got a check for over $7,000, TJ. I don't even remember or know what it's about or who it's you, from. I, I You have to pay crazy. taxes on a lawsuit, a settlement? I. You know what? I'm I'm not sure about that. So. He was probably I think he was joking with me when he said it, right. but I yeah, hope yeah. I don't have to. I no, already spent I, it. I so. don't. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't think you have to, because I mean, technically, you're you're being reimbursed for something. You know what I mean? It's not. I mean, it's a monetary gain, but uh, it's not. It's I don't know. I mean, CPAs out there can set us straight at TJ DeSantis, uh, at Bruce Buffer, but. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's great. Uh, I I signed up for class action lawsuits that uh, apply to me. I remember uh, I got like twenty bucks one time because I was part of a class action lawsuit about price gouging of uh, CDs in the recording industry there. So that was that was pretty great. But uh, seven grand buff that's that's something. Not bad. No, not bad. I thought you know what this is going to make a nice Christmas for a lot of people. So yeah, no. What can I say? Uh, things happen in funny ways. I, it, maybe it means that I've been a good person. So we'll, we'll find out. Speaking of a good person, a real life Grinch. You know, I love the whole Grinch story. But you're a mean took, one. You're Mr. a Grinch. mean one. <laughs> so he took how uh, uh, what they say here is he took nastiness to a new level. OK, here's what happened. This is popularly publicized during this week. I don't know if you saw it or not. So he snatched a gift from a doorstep, you know, that, that these doorstep. Robbers taking right, Amazon yeah, packages, yeah, everything it's else. Crazy. I've had this happen uh, to me twice in the last two months, and we've never had it happen before. But twice in the last two months, and I think it's because you know it's the holiday time. We're starting to actually buy. Uh, oh yeah, you know, more things. Of course, of course. And and I've had a, I'm up to over a thousand dollars that's been stolen from my front porch. Therefore, I have my stuff sent elsewhere now. So and and I'm in a nice neighborhood. You know? Right. Not oh, that it that doesn't matter. Difference. It, I mean, that's, that, that's the thing about uh, thieves. Uh, a lot of people think, oh, if you live in a nice area or uh, you know Beverly Hills, for example, you probably don't have a lot of shoplifting in Beverly Hills because it's a nice area. People are well to do. It's like it really doesn't have much to do. Doesn't matter with uh, with you know not having the funds to do you know, to buy things it, more often than not, it's a, uh, it's a power thing. It's, it's a, uh, it's uh, an excitement thing. People look for that rush and yeah, like running over to your neighbor's house and stealing a box for whatever reason that just makes people get off somehow. Well, what's the best place to steal packages from in a fluid neighborhood where obviously expensive packages are being dropped off. But, and also, but again, people. I still don't even think it's that it's, it's the act of stealing. It's not even what you're stealing. Cause these people don't even know. I have no idea. I agree. 
And the other thing is, too, in this day and age, somebody comes to your house and they're selling magazine subscriptions. Forget about it, folks. They're, they're, they're checking out your house. More than likely, they're checking out. Who buys magazines these days, prescription, subscriptions anyway? Do you, TJ? No. I mean, uh, one thing I noticed, I, I haven't signed up for it, but I've noticed that uh, Apple has a new service where uh, you can subscribe digitally to magazines and then read them on your iPad, which th- that's interesting to me. I may be into that, but uh, getting getting a magazine, yeah, I, I mean— I haven't done that since the early 2000s. I buy them in airports when I take flights. Uh, I love turning pages, but for the most part, you know, we can get everything on our phones or on on the thing. But let me get back to the story here. With these boxes being stolen, there were two stories this week. One lady claimed that her box was stolen. So what she did is she put a box out there with dog crap in it. So when next time the guy seals the box, he's got a nice little surprise. Okay, that's cute. But in this case, um, Hillary Smith, she ordered a Christmas gift for her boss, right? She had it delivered to her home. And in your neck of the woods, St. Paul, Minnesota, but she never saw the package, right? Right. So she looks down at where the package was supposed to be, and there was a piece of notebook paper folded very neatly on this top step where the package should have been, and the paper said this, quote, so just a quick little thank you for leaving me the opportunity of stealing your package. Very nice of you. Thank you. The new courier of your package. <laughs> the guy stole it and left her a note. Yeah, I mean, again, that goes back to the... T- twisted sort of mindset that someone needs to be in to want to to steal stuff i i don't know and, and with uh you know these these uh ring doorbells and whatnot like, mm-hmm, i have one i i just assume that i'm on camera every time i get too close to someone's front door um tj i assume i on i'm a, i assume i'm on camera just walking down the street oh i know everywhere i know there's no you're, there's no privacy no they can get cameras everywhere everywhere yeah no Crazy. absolutely um and now Kristen was telling me yesterday and talking to me about the stuff, and you know this too, the word is that our smart TVs, whatever, we're even on our own homes, we are being looked at, TJ. If they want us, they got us. You know? uh, I mean, if you have time, I strongly recommend you reading the uh, new book from Edward Snowden called um, Permanent Record. And if you remember, Edward Snowden was the uh, former NSA employee who blew the whistle on uh, government surveillance of private citizens and yeah no i mean there's there's no getting away from it and it's really bad i i really don't like the way that we are observed uh, essentially by big brother but at the same time like no one's gonna do anything about it it just is what it is and uh, it is what kind of makes me sad because i think if, if edward snowden exists in the 1800s bruce i think we have a civil war in our hands but now we just get blinded by the convenience and joy that Facebook gives most of us that uh, we just we just get over it for whatever reason. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. You know, things come, things go. Speaking of coming and going, the decade's almost over. Uh, the most volatile investment stood out from all the other investments in, you know, in the 2010s. I'm sure you can guess what it was. It was Bitcoin, of course. If you invested $1 in Bitcoin at the start of this decade— that one dollar would be now worth more than ninety thousand dollars, and Bitcoin is currently valued at around seven thousand, which is like less than half of what it was two years ago when oh, yeah. it was just under twenty thousand. You and I both know people that made a lot of money in Bitcoin. Young kids making gazillions. Um, I don't know if it's the greatest investment today. I've just watched my investment uh, get cut in half. It I, fluctuates I it a lot. There. I mean, it with, fluctuates with, a lot with Bitcoin or any really you know cryptocurrency that's out there. Um, it's it's a long term investment that's going to have you know, steep gains and, and sharp, uh, losses. And, 
Um, my buddy, he bought something in like 2004, and for whatever reason, uh, may- maybe it means he bought something scandalous. I-, I really don't know. I've never asked the question. But uh, he bought something, and he had to pay with Bitcoin, and he had, you know, like like a smallest amount uh, of change left over, and when Bitcoin had blown up to what it was, I think it was like $19,000 a coin, um, he's like, I think I have Bitcoin left over. He logged into his Bitcoin wallet, but there was $10,000 in there. It was worth $10,000, and it was literally change from something that he had bought, you know, 15 years ago at like 20 bucks. Crazy. Crazy. We should be so lucky or be so smart to uh, look into it. But I don't know. I'm not, I'm not putting any money into Bitcoin. That's terrible. No, I'm not either. I, I just know. It's if you got money to throw away and, you know, hopefully it goes up and you look at it in five years. That's what I've done. I, the money that I have in, which is a good amount of money, but I wouldn't consider it a ton of money. But I just like not even worried about it. I'll turn around in five years. Hopefully it comes back, make a little coin. That's right. all I can yeah. do. I'm, I'm not putting another dime into in cryptocurrency unless nah. it's given to me free. It, it's, a, it's a long-term poker hand. You know what I mean? And and you don't have the strongest cards. But who knows? I'm not 20, I'm not 20 years old anymore. So long-term right. poker hands are not my interest. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's not even necessarily that long-term. Like you could wake up tomorrow and Bitcoin could be up over 20 grand. Then pull then it that's, out. That's, but, that's that's a poker hand I would play. So right. you know we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Hey, listen, did you see uh, Frozen Two, the Disney movie? You take your boy to see that yet? No, uh, I mean that's something that he'll definitely watch, but that's not uh, a movie that's going to get him to ask to go to the theater by any means. Yeah, I can't wait to take the boys to go see Jumanji, and of course I'll take him to see Star Wars. All things works out in the next couple weeks. But right now, uh, Disney is being sued in their Frozen Two slogan. You know how I am on trademarks, of course. Um, they slapped a slogan on it called trust your journey on the frozen two merchandise, right? Uh-huh. Well, just they're being sued because they straight up jacked a trademarked phrase from a breast cancer company that has been theirs for more than a decade. Trust your journey has been a slogan that's been used since 2007 on, um, crack on merchandise sold through QVC and cracker barrel. Right. Um, and trust your journey is suing Disney now to get it to stop using the slogan. The sales of the, of, uh, Disney's profits now are like over a billion dollars. It's taken in a billion dollars at the box office, about 924 million. So, there could be a lot of money. No, believe me, they could. They no, could get, get a it. lot of money. I, I get account. what you're saying, but uh, I mean, it, a couple of things. Uh, we always talk about this. Like, trust your journey. Is it really infringing upon their brand and trademark? I if they. Let, I let me finish. Let me finish. Go, let me go, finish. Go, go ahead. I, I que- I'll give you the. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I question. I question that. Um, but yeah, I mean, for sure, there, there's definitely a legal precedent. We've talked about it all the time you have to um if you have a trademark you have to press the issue because if you don't then when it really is an issue uh you don't have a a leg to stand on but beyond that uh doesn't disney have a legal department to look into these things like it's not that that hard to figure out that's my point let me give you a little little uh example here when disney released the movie hercules many years ago right there was a scene where the James Woods character, I think it's uh, Hades or whatever, um, throws a fireball into the sky and goes, let's get ready to rumble. Okay. We caused us to get into a legal situation with Disney. The, the problem not, with that, though, Bruce, is no one ever really said, let's get ready to rumble before Michael. You know what I mean? Like, no, no but, it, but the point is, the point is that from a legal standpoint, trust your journey is a trademark of this company. Trust your journey. Let's get ready to rumble is also a formal trademark owned by Michael Buffer. So in the case of where 
it was said within the film and not put on merchandise, we went, we had to deal legally with Disney. And as a result, sure. uh, it came to a settlement in our favor, which is all I can tell well, you. As it should have. Wait, wait, right. But, but see, the thing is here, they've taken a formal trademark, right? Which is a trade. That's all it has to be is a trademark in the category that it's being used in, in this case, merch. And if they sold merchandise with it on where they never sold the rumble, knowing what happened with us, with the rumble, I can just imagine what's going to be settled for trust your journey on merchandise. And they're going to have to pay more than likely. They're going to have to pay. Uh, and you're right, TJ, it blows me away with, with, with Warner brothers and Disney and other studios that we've had dealings with. And I've even with Warner brothers, I made a movie with called ready to rumble where I licensed the title to them. And Michael was in the film, you know, and they, yet we were on opposite ends of a legal situation with attorneys working. It's all about business. And the first question that comes up is why would a big studio, why don't they have a clearance department that looks into this to realize that as an example, trust your journey was a formal trademark. You're right, TJ. How can that slip through the cracks? Yeah. You know? and, and, and I mean, here's my problem. And I think most people don't think about trademarks. People listening to the show, uh, very few of them really concern themselves with, you know, legal precedent and things like that. They just, you know, make decisions based on, uh, you know, their opinion. And, I, I feel like someone saying let's get ready to rumble in that sort of context is definitely 100% an infringement because they're saying it because of Michael Buffer. I firmly mm -hmm. believe that. Yeah, that's um, part of that's part of the power. Right and, there. and I feel like there are certain times when people say it's time because of you. There are also other times where people will go, uh, oh, man, it's five o'clock. We got to go. It's time. Yeah, that, right. that, well, that's, that's not it's time. You know what I mean? And like, I feel like what Disney was doing with this, I don't know if it was necessarily something that violated what this this other company was doing real, per se. But I don't know. TJ is real simple. Uh, class 25 merchandise, right? They have they have trust your journey in class 25 merchandise. Just like let's get ready to rumble could be class whatever for merchandise and another company is selling merchandise that blatantly has trust your journey on it. It's purely a trademark violation. It doesn't I, I, matter how popular it is or whatever in law in the court of law, they don't really have any defense. I get and it. It's I all about it. getting but, it settled. But what I'm just saying is that's also part of the reason this country is ridiculous at times. Yeah. Sue happy, crazy. It's, it's nuts. Right. Speaking of, but, speaking but another thing, it's la last thing. And, and this is why I think you're 100% vindicated in all of this. And we've talked about this time and time again, if this company were not to press it against Disney, the other company that would do it next, that is much more of a violation per se, they wouldn't be able to go after them with such vigor or at least credibility because they let another company slip by with it. And it's, even if you own the trademark, if you don't, you know, establish that you'll fight for if, it. If you, you don't defend it. Right. It's, it's, it's something that, essentially becomes very, very weak and worthless. Also, it could be taken away from you. We one time when Don Imus and, and us got into a hassle and I got into a legal situation with him, uh, Infinity Broadcasting sued uh, to have Let's Get Ready to Rumble open for public domain. And then we were hit with a lawsuit by them. I went in that afternoon and in turn countersued. And the bottom line is that we came out on top afterwards. You have to defend. You have to protect yourself or it can be taken away. Uh, please, in someone more ways show than me, one. please someone show me a, an instance where let's get ready to rumble was used by anybody 
in a different sort of context. Like that is so black and white what you're trying to accomplish that it's it's crazy. Like again, it's time is a bit more ambiguous, but let's get ready to rumble. My God. No, let's get ready to rumble. It's a slam dunk. It's copywritten, everything else. It's time, unless done, you know, in the way I do it. And, you know, there's certain other things that have to fall into. I don't have a strong legal point just because somebody goes, it's time, because it's right. very generic. Right. But if they do it in a way that I have a trademark. It's time, to me, three exclamation points, promoting an event, you're F. You use, and if you use my voice. Right. Well, right. 100%. I mean, if they use your voice, yeah, that's, that's shut and dry. Even if they're like, uh, it's time to feed the dog. It's time. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, you know? I, yeah, it, everything's questionable right. to a point. But right. it, look, the bottom line is you fight for something, you get it, you need to protect it. And um, that's just business, folks. That's just the way business is. Be the first to the plate, and that way you can control the plate. Okay, with that being said, two more things real quick because I got to go. You got to go. Vince Young, um, you know, the quarterback. We, You know Vince Young, of, of course, course, right? right? Yeah. Okay. So he had a lot of his prized football possessions in a storage unit. Uh, auction and now his loss his storage unit he didn't pay the fees right and he had a lot of cool memorabilia in there as a result of not paying the fees somebody else got the unit uh there's a bunch of items in there including his mvp trophy from the 2006 rose bowl his young's maxwell award a whole bunch of other one-of-a-kind items now the person that bought it they've already got the stuff on ebay his maxwell award his rose bowl mvp trophy and his manning award are all for sale with the asking price of fifty thousand dollars each on ebay you know it's one thing not be able to afford what you got but if you know what you got in there and it can make you money to pay the bills you can't afford to pay I'd get that stuff out and sell it but you know Well has anyone what? heard from Vince Young cuz I know a lot of uh professional athletes um you know even even though they've accomplished things that people you know really try and and oftentimes fail to them the actual physical manifestation of those accomplishments really don't mean much to them. I think uh, there was a guy that used to play for the Twins, also played for the Yankees named Chuck Knobloch. Uh, he won like Rookie of the Year, um, all sorts of stuff that he essentially just threw out because it meant nothing to him. And someone was like, well, why didn't you sell it? And he's like, because I don't really care about making money off of it. I have money and it's just nonsense to me. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, they tried to contact him, but he hasn't gotten back. She actually wasn't to offer him the products, or the, excuse me, the items to buy back, which is kind of like awkward too, but he hasn't responded. So, you know, who knows he what's must going not care on then. Now, Maybe he doesn't care. Maybe he doesn't care at this point. Listen, we all know who Babe Ruth is, of course, the who? great baseball player. Babe Ruth. What's Babe his, Ruth. Do, do, you know, do you know what Babe Ruth's uh, first and middle name actually are? Uh, you know, actually I do, but help me because I'm tongue-tied right now. Uh, Go jo ahead. George Herman Ruth. George Herman Ruth, exactly. Well, the baseball bat used by the legendary George Herman Ruth to hit his 500th career home run just sold at auction $1 million. That's actually a little bit uh, on the low end. Uh, you would think. I, I mean, it, yeah. it, it, that's got to be a very prized possession oh, for I mean, any dude, big baseball collector. If, My gosh. If I had that kind of money, I'd, I'd, drop, I'd drop probably closer to five on it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, that's just, it's just irreplaceable. You know, he died in, in 1948 at the age of 53. His, he retired in 36, and his, all his possessions have been after by everybody that could possibly get him. A jersey worn by him, to give you a couple other examples, between 28 and 30, that sold for $5.64 million. There you go. Making it the most expensive piece of sports memorabilia ever sold. I mean, so think about that. That's just a jersey. Like, to me, that's not a tool. The jersey didn't make history. The bat made history. The bat made history, but the jersey 
broke the record of his previous jersey that uh, was sold, the 1920 jersey. That one was sold for $4.4 million. I, I don't know. Now, I'd rather have the bat buff. Maybe I'm crazy. The bat didn't even break the record. The, the title belongs, again, to Babe Ruth. His home run bat from Yankee Stadium's opening in 1923, that sold for in 2004. 17 years ago, or excuse me, 16 years ago almost, that sold in 2004 for $1.265 million. Interesting. All Babe Ruth. I'm, All Babe Ruth. I'm thinking this baseball bat for the 500th home run just wasn't advertised very well. I'm thinking that if the guy's smart in a year, he'll make a half million dollars on that bat, you know, if he wants to. He so, should, yeah. Go. I mean, to, to 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 sell that for 1.5, I don't think is out of the question, especially now that it's been in the news. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. I feel like there's probably more publicity. Like, certain things like that, I think they go up instantly in value. Absolutely. TJ, I got one more story real quick. This is off the beaten path. Of Let's the do it. Sports memorabilia. Okay, there's over 2 million people in Chinese armed forces, right? So... One story, this is one person, he couldn't take the rigors of military life. He just couldn't handle it. So he wanted out, okay? This story was posted on the People Liberation Army's English, uh, uh, People Liberation Army's page, and it's an English language website that details the punishment. Get this, the punishment, because he wanted out of the military, okay? He faces a total of, this is Chinese, okay? This is a different, you know, culture in many right. ways. I mean, it's here, communism, yeah. He faces eight penalties that include, get forward to this, a two-year ban on foreign travel. He can't leave the country for two years. All right. He can't travel within China on planes. He can't travel long distance within China on trains or buses. He will not be allowed to buy real estate. He will not be allowed to get loans or insurance. He will not be allowed to open a business, and he will not be allowed to enroll or study in college or secondary school. Holy crap. Yeah. So basically they've limited this man from having any sort of life gain in life. I mean, yeah, like you can't own a home. You can't leave the country. You can't get you on can't, a plane. You can't get on a train. So basically, <laughs> like we're not going to put you in prison, but you, you can't really go anywhere. So you may as well just be in prison. Yeah. Crazy. I mean... I, I don't know. Like we we talk a lot on this show about, you know, the issues that we have in our country and things that, you know, we wish were better. Uh, but damn, man, like think about how good we truly have it. Like, oh, uh, we got it so good. It's ridiculous. Like you can't it's, get it's on a train no. or a bus. We got it My so, God. We got, it's horrible. We have it so good. It's wonderful. People have to understand that. Respect it and appreciate it. Don't beat on it. Enjoy what you have, folks. You never know what you have until you don't have it anymore. Right. Well, I mean, right? the a bit like you can be poor as hell. At least you can go somewhere else. You know what I mean? In this country, like if you don't like where you're at and you want to change your your spot in life, go do it. There's nothing exactly. holding you back. I mean, obviously there there are financial restraints and and you got to play the game and try to get better. But like, yeah, I don't know. I could not imagine waking up one day and basically being told like y you can't do anything. We're not going to allow you to do anything. Well, I'd go right back in and I'd hop into my uniform and I'd finish my service. If this uh, no was the kidding. Case, yes, I, sir. Let's go. I, yeah, exactly. All right. Speaking of let's go. Let's go, TJ. I've got a crazy day. It's time to get that Christmas shopping done and well, a bunch of other things that need to be done. I, and I'm sure you're doing the same. We'll be back next week well, with another edition of It's Time Before real quick, Christmas. Real quick. I hope we're back next week. We probably will be. I'm not, you know, jinxing or cursing anything. It's on yeah, the schedule. It should work. 
in, in case something does happen, uh, Happy New Year to you, Buff. Um, Merry Christmas. Uh, I can't believe we've been doing this for uh, 11, 12 years now. And uh, each year, uh, I feel closer than ever to you. Um, it, it's a true joy getting to know you and, and the people around you. You feel like family, and, and that's no bullshit. Uh, it, it's, been, it's been a great run, and I look forward to uh, the, the next step. The next step, and thank you for those kind words, because I right back at you, TJ. But, you know, we're, a lot of love in the show between Anik and us and everybody, because we just all known each other for so long. And yeah, we do all love each other as brothers. Life is wonderful. I wish you and your family all the best. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Looking forward to 2020. Maybe in 2020 you'll come by Buffer Manor at one point. <laughs> he didn't make it this year, I but know. we'll get you over I here know. next year, <laughs> and we'll we'll make it work. TJ, Happy Holidays. Bottom line, Happy Holidays, my friend. Thanks, Buff. Same to you. Same to Kristen. Send my best. Send my best to Brian. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's it's a roller coaster, and I'm I'm happy to be on it. I will let Kristen know and Brian know exactly your best wishes, and they sure send them back to you too, my friend. Roller coaster ride. Let's go for a big maximum 360. You name it, roller coaster ride in 2020. Lots of excitement coming up. TJ, talk to you next week. Hopefully, if not, I'll talk to you in the new year. Everybody out there, thank you so much for spending your time with TJ and I and our guests on It's Time Radio this year. And we, we just can't thank you enough. And again, I really appreciate whatever amount in the world you tell me you enjoy the show because we enjoy doing the show for you. With that being said, treat everybody around you with respect. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Be a role model to your sphere of influence. Set your goals. I'm sure you have them ready for 2020. Write them down. Learn about them. Be the best you can be. So when you step out on the path, you are the best you can be. You try the best you can, and that means you're winning. And I'm all about winning, folks, and I want you to win. I want you to be happy, prosperous, and healthy for the new year, throughout the new year. Big cheers and no fears forever. Hopefully, we'll be back next week. If not, we will be back. Buffer out. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to DeSantisProd at gmail.com. Xfinity XFi is more than just fast. It's internet that gives you ultimate control. With the XFi app, you can pause the Wi-Fi at the push of a button. Can your internet do that? Learn more at Xfinity.com slash XFi. Hi, this is Stephanie from Safeway. Exciting news. Safeway, Chevron, and Texaco are offering even more savings at the pump. Now through September 8th, shop at Safeway and redeem up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards at participating Chevron and Texaco stations and at Safeway fuel stations. Shop Safeway this week and earn up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards. This is Stephanie from Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Maximum gas reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is $1 per gallon in a single fill-up, up to 25 gallons for a limited time. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details in-store or at Safeway.com.